Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from the land of the Red Dragon and the Divorced Royals, is the gold standing and ghost hunting Steve Parson. Are they divorced now? Oh, there's a whole pile of them. Really? David of Snowden's getting a divorce, and Peter uh, Peter Phillips getting a divorce. Well, you know, with power comes great responsibility. Yeah, whatever. And mistresses. Yeah. And also joining us as the third part of this trilogy of terror is the my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks. I, I followed the mistresses thing, right? What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Never mind. He said, never mind. Um, we need a hello. catchy t- title for this show, by the way. Yeah? Like what? I don't know. Some catchy title. Abandon hope all ye who enter. There you go. I like that. No. One. We need a catchy title for it. Trilogy of Terror or something like that. The whatever. Okay. <laughs> something. Something. Can we just something, do something, something. Anyway. You, you think about that. Uh, well, you know I've got an issue with our opening credits. Our opening I don't credits. really care. But move right but along. You will not believe. That's like calling all of our guests liars. Well, they all are. <laughs> Nobody believes this crap. I don't, that's for sure. Really? Yeah, really. Are you kidding me? <laughs> visible, I mean, visible. looking for invisible people in the dark is is <clears throat> rational well hang on a minute let's let's nail this one <clears throat> do you go to mass let's go let's nail this one oh yeah, you, i know where he's going on this one mm. do you go to mass excuse me don't go that way do you pray That's... to an invisible being ah but see the the thing with that is thing that is based called... only upon belief wait a minute that is called religion my friend which is based on faith Unlike ghost hunting, which is based on science. Ghost hunting is almost entirely faith and belief based. It's a bunch of bull. Anyways, moving right along. We're not talking about ghosts. I don't care if we talk about ghosts. So we're talking about other invisible creatures, right? No, no, no. According to this. And here we go. This is good old. Oh, here we go. He's been on Google again. Uh Uh-oh. 1973, September 18th. Future President Jimmy Carter files a report with the National Investigation Committee of Aerial Phenomenon. Nike peanut shaped. Shape. Claiming they, <laughs> claiming they had seen an unidentified flying object on October 1969. During the presidential campaign of 1976, Democratic challenger Carter was conf- uh, was forthcoming about his beliefs that he had seen the UFO. He described waiting outside the Lions Club uh, meeting in Larry, Georgia, to begin about 7.30 when he spotted what he called the darndest things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, Carter, as well as 10 to 12 other people who witnessed the same event, described the object as very bright, changing colors, and about the size of a moon. Uh, sounds like McDonald's sign. Uh, Carter reported the object hovered for 30 degrees above the horizon and moved towards Earth and then away before disappearing in the distance. He later told, later told reporter that after the experience, he vowed he would never ridicule anyone who claimed to have seen a UFO. During the presidential campaign of 1976, Carter promised that if elected president, he would encourage the governor to release every piece of information on UFOs and make it available to the public and to scientists. After winning the presidents, however, Carter backed away from his pledge, saying to release some of this information might all have defensive applications, therefore posing threat to national security. So in other words, I lied. So there you go. We got a, a guy, a, a president of the United States, and we know that presidents of the United States don't lie, um, saying there are such things as UFOs. So that's what this show is about, UFOs. Well, I've had several guests on my show over the years, <clears throat> and a couple of them were like Roswell uh, mm-hmm. guys. I mean, they, you know, they studied Roswell and all that. And they said um, at one point that, JFK was taken on a little tour of of things and, and, you know, uh, at different places where they supposedly had alien bodies and things. Um, And his theory was that it would be kind of like, and this was a few years ago, it would be like the War of the Worlds um, if the government disclosed that there really is such a thing because people would panic. So, right. And then, all right, so the rest like of the people... Kevin Trump is president. Who, what, who? Like Kevin Trump is president. Mm. They would panic. <laughs> and then, um, I've had several guests, and you probably have too on your show, that have either claimed to have been abducted, and, and that, that um, well, I'll go into that later, because that's kind of mean. Um, <laughs> but... You know, a lot of people have claimed that there will be full disclosure um, from the government this year, 2020. Mm-hmm. And they've been saying that for a few years. Now, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. you know, we also have the doomsdays that say the Earth is going to end every three years or something True. like that, for God's yeah. sake. And it hasn't ended well, yet. Every three years, three times a year. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, so you know, yeah. 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 All right. So let me ask you guys, because I don't I don't know your feeling. I mean, Steve, you're very scientifically oriented. Um, Sure is. Ron, you're kind of um, crazy in a way. So do do you honestly do you believe that there are such things as aliens? Or are we the only species in the entire universe? Well, it's a very famous, uh, I mean, NASA, wasn't it? That, that, uh, I mean, it's inconceivable that there can't be life somewhere else in mm-hmm. the universe. Right. Uh, given the number of stars, the number of planets, the number of solar systems, uh, the way that life is so ubiquitous in all environments, from the deepest oceans to volcanic uh, craters to even... You know, it, it's inevitable that there will be life on other planets Mm -hmm. whether that life is intelligent whether it's whether those civilizations if they existed have now gone because when we see 
even our nearest neighbour stars there, you know, f- uh, tens of years ago, and most of the stars in our so excuse me, and most bless of you. The stars. Visited. Oh wait a minute! I can't say that because that's an invisible thing that nobody believes. Okay. <laughs> most of the stars that we see in the night sky uh, aren't there anymore. Um, and it's just as likely that if a, a, another civilization existed uh, that was advanced, maybe they've been and gone. Um, but it, it is absolutely inconceivable that there is not another uh, life form out there somewhere. Whether right. they're visiting is a whole different question. You know, you know, uh, I agree with your theory because I've read so much here on the internet where, where actually our prominent leaders are actually descendants of the reptile uh, aliens that uh, came to I Earth. I love that theory. Yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm, yours you know, aren't. There's yours proof. Are, yours are oh yes, it's, oh, well, no, yeah, oh, Donald, oh, Donald Trump oh, isn't a lizard. Oh yes, he is. Oh, you ever see his tongue? It's, he, I, he's I got, never, he speaks with forked I see, tongue. I see him zap a fly right out of the ear. Yeah, he speaks <laughs> with forked tongue. But that that accusation um, mm-hmm. about some sort of lizard ancestry has been was predominantly the work of a British crackpot called David Icke, who started <gasps> like a crackpot because they have a different different opinions than you. You call him a crackpot. Uh, actually, you know, most of what he talks is sense. However, it's this, it's it's the final bit that you know. It's like a lot of these people; they talk a lot of. You think, yeah, I'm with you. And, oh no, now you've gone and blown it. I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, um, they just go that one step too far. Well, he he was a BBC uh, sports presenter, television oh, that sports makes presenter, of course. Um, and then out of the blue, he started wearing a turquoise turquoise. Sport, uh, loafer suit, chill suit, as we call it here in the UK, um, and started describing the royal family, the British royal family, um, as descended from, in fact, not descended from, but actually lizards who uh, eat babies and. Um, yeah, oh, wait, wait, wait. They, the witches eat the babies. We don't have oh, enough babies. Don't, 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 don't <laughs> spread it around. It's not yeah. nice. So, so yeah. So that down to blame David Ike. But did yeah. you guys, either of you, see that Doctor Who episode about three doctors oh, ago? Doctor that Who. that um, did that take off on that, and that the royal family, the the, the prime uh-huh. minister, they were all. I, it was so well written. It cracked me up. It was really, really good. Um, but they took like every every hint that people are saying and turned it into satire, and I, I love that episode. Well, th- the thing is, though, I mean, the, the, those Doctor Who screenwriters—they're very much, or oh, back in the day, they were very much in touch with the sort of these theories, ideas, mm-hmm. yeah. stories, and they wove them brilliantly into the storylines yes. of Doctor Who. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we lack that nowadays with the modern Doctor. It's sad. Yes. The story, I mean, it, it, we did this before, didn't we? It's not yes, sex. Yes, we did. It's, let's, it's let's just storylines are crap. Yeah, let's, let's, aliens, aliens. Oh, Doctor Who is aliens, which, you yes. know, we, we yes. actually let, we led it into last yeah. week's show when we talked about the Doctor and all that. So yeah. I don't want to rehash it. Yeah. Okay. Been there and do that. Yeah. Mm. I sighed. That's my comment. So whatever. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, we honestly on this show we've had uh, um, 
one of the leading ufologists in uh, the world on the show. No, not the guy with the bushy hair. We've had uh, Nick Pope on a couple times, uh, who I'm sure Steve knows well, right? I've spent a drunken night or two with Nick. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's fair, fairly reputable. So there are people that, that do believe in this uh, theory. Well, Nick, Nick, actually, his full-time job used to be working for the British Ministry of Defence, uh, charged with uh, re- investigating claims that people had reported, uh, had encountered a UFO of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was his job to document and investigate. Right. And, and if you have that famous case over there, too. At, uh, oh, what's the name of that place? Oh, it's a... Damn, the one in the woods. Do you remember that, Stephen? Rendlesham Forest. Thank you very much, sir. There, my, but we actually have an even more famous case here in the UK. Oh, in, you do? Uh, yeah, it's called the David Enigma or the Broadhaven Triangle or uh, any, and it's it's. Uh, I live right in the middle of it. Um, ah, explains th- that explains a lot. Yeah, this, remember that, this, remember that this, picture I had this summer? I posted of him at uh, Seabrook. This case, this particular case, uh, predates Rendlesham, uh, and essentially involved. Uh, oh, it's, there were multiple facets to it, but the two key threads to it were uh, a, a, la- a sighting by a large number of primary school children uh, and staff at a school which is about four or five miles from here, um, and a number of well, there were there were hundreds of sightings, but. Uh, the other main thread of it was the uh, wide square uh, appearance of uh, aliens, silver-suited, eight-foot-tall aliens, and the spacecraft, which plagued um, a farmhouse um, and chased down the occupants of the farmhouse and peered in through windows, and uh. Uh, and that that was about three and a half, four miles from here. Uh, but during that sort of flap that took place in the 70s, um, there was oh, it was literally hundreds and hundreds of people were coming forward, um, some of them quite reputable people, uh, and ordinary everyday folk with their experiences. And it became, it was, it, it's been written about, there have been several books about it, uh, The Devil's Triangle, or the Broadhaven uh, Enigma, or the David Enigma, you know, there have been lots of books. Um, and indeed, some of the original witnesses, uh, the children, are still still living in the area. I've met several of them and spoken to them. Um, and they held a reunion uh, two or three years ago. Um, Do they glow in the dark? No, I mean, when I say it was a reunion, it wasn't a reunion yeah. of the class. It was actually... Um, an anniversary conference. Ah, there you go. Uh, but so, it's a several, buck to be made there. But well, actually, it wasn't very. You know, it wasn't terribly well publicised. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did include several members of the original school. Uh, the problem. The problem nowadays is that uh, at the time it was such a huge story that uh, first of all the press descended on mass. And it was making the national television, the national papers, um, 
and people were traveling and trampling all over farms and visiting the area and they were getting you know coach parties uh, coming down to to see these uh, ufos for themselves mm-hmm. and they of course you had some some inevitable hoaxing that was going on as well uh, the whole thing just got very out of hand, and nowadays uh, a lot of the witness, the original witnesses, and indeed uh, those associated, uh, are very, very reluctant to talk about their experiences. Or um, so, uh, yeah, the, the press kind of ruined it. But it was truly mega. I mean, it was Britain's. It's been described as Britain's Roswell, although obviously one didn't crash. But the uh, the Rendlesham Forest case, which took place later, actually involved a United States Air Force base and took place around Christmas time. Um, and a the, the nub of the story is that an alien craft supposedly landed near the base. Several of the base personnel, including the deputy base commander uh, and security personnel, went out um, to track down this object. They there have been claims that they actually approached and touched the object, um, and there have also been claims that what they were actually chasing was the light from a coastal lighthouse, mm-hmm. which was uh, shining through the trees. But again, <clears throat> like like with Roswell, like with uh, the David Enigma, um, there are arguments on both sides people who strongly say that an alien craft landed in Rendlesham Forest just outside the United States Air Force Base at Woodbridge um, or that they were chasing lighthouses equally that everything uh, here was as the result of hoaxing and hysteria or maybe the kids did in fact see something so yeah that's the that's the problem we don't know do we have either of you seen anything that maybe maybe wasn't that but could have been misconstrued as as an alien thing up in the sky i've definitely uh, seen a normal aircraft that to uh, someone who wasn't aware of what it was would could have been classed as a ufo uh, because of the way in which it was behaving yeah, of course, you know. Um, but, I I've also, but I've also seen, you know, I as 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 a lot of people probably know, I'm in a, a bit of an aeroplane geek as well as a ghost geek, um, and I, I I do know my aeroplanes, and I've seen on two occasions objects flying around in the sky um, that certainly didn't appear to be any aircraft I know about or was aware of. See, there's this thing that, I mean, back about five years ago, Southern California, or California, Arizona, and Nevada all saw this light in the sky. It was, it was in fact, I saw it. I mean, you know, we were just outside, and everybody's going, oh, look at that. Um, and, and, I mean, CNN covered it. All the news stations covered it. Um, it just was really odd. You know, it wasn't anything that, that you could put your finger on that you'd seen before and so the u.s military jumped in and said it was a planned missile test it was just the vandenberg launch um it came it came from a submarine oh that one yeah the u yeah the uss kentucky which is a ballistic missile submarine 
And they said if the test was conducted off the coast of Southern California, I mean, that came from the Pentagon, mm-hmm. which doesn't lie either. Um, I mean, nobody, nobody lies. Nobody lies. So, but it was, it was really weird. It was just the damnedest thing to see. I mean, it went from like, like, like gold and small and then, <coughs> and, and then it just got bigger and turned blue and then it went behind a cloud. I mean, it was just strange. <laughs> And and people were just absolutely freaking out. So that made me wonder because, all right, here's my theory. Over the years, we've been uh, subjected to alien things. I mean, starting with Star Trek and then, you know, as you go. So some people think aliens are more friendly now and, and, and whatever. Oh, that's um, nice. Well, it's true. But do They're you probably think... selling Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> what, the Choco? What are those? Oh. Samosa, whatever. Anyway, it's not samosa anymore. They changed that because it was wasn't PC. The now, yes, I guess. Stupid name, whatever. Ah, we can still buy samosas in our supermarkets here in the UK. Yeah, well, they'll fix it. You're probably because Britain invaded samosa. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) We invaded everywhere else. So, do you think that if let's just say let's go in this fantasy world and 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 pretend that. The government has proof, and they are ready to show it to everybody. Now, do you think that there would be some kind of a horrible panic, like with Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, or do you think people would accept it with, you know, maybe some hesitation, but would they believe it, and would they panic? Well, first thing is there would never was. Uh, it, it's a myth that there was a panic after the awesome right. radio broadcast, right. the World, yeah. World Radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a myth, actually, that Orson Welles himself encouraged because it, 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 it made wow. it easier to syndicate future episodes mm-hmm. and future yeah. ideas. But there never was this, this huge mythology about... Uh, and. Didn't the uh, U.S. military or the U.S. Na- Department of the Navy uh, last year release footage taken by FA-18 Tom? Um, they've li- they've been leaked a lot of lot of which things which they mm-hmm. which they had chased around the skies um, yeah. as a peanut shaped thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps Jimmy Carter was aboard, um, <laughs> but th- they said that they cannot explain what it was, mm-hmm. um, and that they have they themselves have said that it is maneuvering in a a fashion and a manner that no conventional aircraft, uh, terrestrial aircraft, can, can perform. See, see, the problem is we don't understand everything ourselves. We don't even understand all the laws of physics ourselves. And we will learn more things. I mean, during World War II is the great battle of Los Angeles where an inordinate amount of shells were fired at a UFO in the sky that they could never, ever identify or anything. But a lot of times I think we misinterpret things. And, and maybe there are some things that we aren't aware of because we are discovering things on our own planet that we never knew existed before. So uh, I, to me, it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's an alien business from another state. And, and I believe in UFOs because they are. It's exactly what they are. Unidentified yeah. flying objects. We haven't identified them. That's what they are. Uh, do I say they're aliens? I personally don't really believe in it, but I don't say that life and other planets don't exist. So I just said I don't believe they're coming here. We got nothing to offer. They're probably smarter than we are, yeah. Yeah, right. 
there are there are three there are three hypotheses, aren't there, that, that describe what these objects are. You either have there are t- something terrestrial, man-made, military, usually that they are natural phenomena, seismic, uh, lightning, or some other phenomena. Natural phenomena. Or, that, <laughs> or that they are um, extraterrestrial in the form of otherworldly, you know, uh, off-planet visitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are arguments pro and against all of them. Um, and there are also very good evidence for the existence of all of them. We know that there are military programs, uh, such as the U-2 spy plane, such as the F-117 Nighthawk, in which, in which the CIA actively encouraged people who reported uh, sightings of an unknown aircraft to claim that they were um, alien, to actually cover up the existence of the terrestrial programs, uh, because then they could uh, invoke plausible deniability. Um, we also know of the existence of uh, natural phenomena. Uh, seismic earth lights are well documented, well understood by geologists and geographers. Um, what we don't know much about is aliens and alien, you know, other civilizations. Except that everybody, I think, every, most scientists agree that it, it would be implausible to suggest that they don't exist out there somewhere. I don't uh, know. If you put on the History Channel, they know quite a bit about ancient animals. <laughs> yeah, don't they, Just? I mean, all that comes down to Eric von Daniken, doesn't it? Mm. Crazy Swiss guy. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. But I, th- I think in terms of um, ufology, I mean, kind of, they're a bit more advanced than we've, we've managed to do in ghostology. Because they have come up with theories, they have come up with <laughs> theories and ideas that, that are testable and have been tested and have been, you know, the hypothesis has been tested um, and has given rise to explanations such as the secret uh, military programs and the uh, terrestrial, the yeah. natural occurring phenomena. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're kind of uh, a bit further down the line than we are. Don't forget that, you know, the Nazis fleeing at the end of the war. Oh, yeah, the base, big bases cigarette in, base in Antarctica. Yeah, well, the Mulder and Scully visited that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, that was the weirdest thing. You know, when they got trapped at the end in the base in Antarctica, and mm-hmm. the whole thing was falling to bits, and then the, there was just the two of them sitting in the snow going, well, we're a long way from home now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And then the next, they're back home. Like magic. Way. Yeah. And it's a, a bit like, you know, how did uh, Indiana Jones keep his hat on when he was on that submarine that when he was clinging to the outside of it and then the dotted line sailed it halfway around the world underwater. Mm. It's amazing. It Anyways, we're coming up. These to... are the questions that need yeah. to be asked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope. We should do a whole program on why, you know, why no. did Indiana's hat not come off? I know. I it. it was too small a stylus, and they stuck it on there and they had a cramp Bobby it on. Bobby pins, that's all. Yeah, Bobby pins, there you go. Anyway, Velcro. They Velcro to his head. <laughs> Anyways, we've got to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Haas and Marla Brooks and Ron Kowick right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group. We'll be right back after the following messages. 
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Welcome back to part two of UFO Chronicles International with your trio of terror. While the Brooks on the west coast of the United States of America. And uh-huh. you have Ron Kolek on the eastern seaboard of the United States of America. And here in the land of the free, the home of the brave, you have me, gold sanding and ghost hunting. And our topic tonight, unless you uh, are on another planet... That's Cal. That's Cal. Yeah, bless him. Unless you've been on another planet and missed the first half of the show, our topic tonight is UFOs. Unidentified flying objects. Or, to give them their more current and topical name, UAPs. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Phenomena. Is that more appropriate now these days? That's what's replaced UFO. Um, within within the community. Okay, first flying saucers, then UFOs, and Ooh. now we're gone another Whatever. step up. Well, that even you know that flying saucer thing that came about as a media um, media thing mm-hmm. because what can it's the 1947 sighting that took place. Uh, where was it? New Mexico. Mm-hmm. That side somewhere. No, Washington State, wasn't it? Um, and Kenneth Arnold was flying around in his little aeroplane and he saw these fast-moving objects, which he described as skipping along like saucers on water. And what he actually described was something that's more akin to an arrowhead. Uh, but he, he described this motion as a saucer skimming along on, on the surface of the, wa- of the water. And so they were dubbed flying saucers. That's interesting. I want to know how they got all those pictures back then of flying saucers crashing and everything without Photoshop. It's easy to well, do now, but they, it took some talent for them to, like, superimpose things. We don't know. We're quite mm. good at it. No comment. Anyway, Molly, you've had, a, you've had a bunch of people on your show, right? Yes. And, uh, what I mean... 
what evidence do they give you that that the, they really existed? That we're they're first of all an alien. Yeah, describe alien. Um, well, they believe it, and and that you know when somebody believes in something. Now, all right, I've got to like God. Kind of, <laughs> I've got to put things into categories. Now, there are those who claim to have seen a UFO. Mm-hmm. And just assumed it was a UFO, and that was fine. And they were kind of, oh, good, this is cool, right? It's cool. Then yeah. there are the ones that start looking for the conspiracy theories, you know, that this isn't a USO, UFO, it's some other country trying to spy on us and blah, blah, blah. And then you get the people who claim to have been abducted. And I'm, I... I, I can't say anything really bad about them because they really believe what happened. But there, there was one particular woman that was on uh, George Norrie's show. Um, and, and I didn't know about it, but somebody said, you know, you really ought to talk to this woman. George Norrie had her on, and she was really convincing and everything. And I, mm-hmm. this was a very long time ago. And I thought, okay, well, if Norrie had her on, because... Most of the time, he doesn't have crackpots. He has interesting people, but not crackpots. So I booked this woman. And I'm telling you, I had to bite my tongue and keep pinching myself from being um, very opinionated about what she was saying. Because, you know, as hosts, we need to kind of remain a little bit. Are you saying that the woman was mad? I'm, there's worse than that. If there is a word, word worse than mad, she was amazingly off. And, and her husband was there and he, you know, both of them thing, you know, I, I was like dumbfounded, gobsmacked, whatever you want to call it, because how, I don't know how she managed to live on this planet with that kind of mindset and you know, whatever, and the probes, and, you know, every cliche that we hear about this stuff. She was, mm-hmm. that happened to her. And, and you know, the other couple ones that I've had um, were not nearly as bad, but they certainly do believe in, in having been abducted. And I've had other people come on my show and say, well, you know, those abductees are just using that as an excuse for their behavior and, you know, whatever. Um but I, I just, I would like to, at some point, have somebody on my show who believes that they were abducted and don't come off as sounding crazy. Well, you know something? That what you just said, actually, for me, reinforces my belief in hmm. intelligent life on other planets that are visiting the Earth. Because the one, one universal constant in these is the abductees are always returned, aren't they? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because throw them back. Once, yeah, exactly. Throw them back. <laughs> it's like, oh God, what have you picked up now? Chuck them back. Get a sensible <laughs> one. It's it's the ones who disappear permanently, <laughs> and there are many, 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 um, you know, uh, leading uh, businessmen, scientists, academics, who've you know gone hiking in the woods and poof, disappeared. Jimmy Harper. And never came back? And never came back. <clears throat> you mean like Hundreds. Thomas the Rhymer, who went to the yeah. fairy world? But no, Thomas came back in seven years. Never mind. Yeah. yeah but you see, the problem, with so co- the problem with the cuckoos is... Um, cuckoos, if, wow. If, if you were an intelligent life, you know, uh, intelligent race, and you'd arrived, and you picked up somebody, you went, oh, God, we, you know, put them back in the trailer. 
You know, just dump, them, know, by, just dump them by the roadside and move on. Get in the you know, Get I, a cow. You know, I can see this now. Cut, you know, the, alien, cut alien, the bottom out of a cow. You know, yeah, the aliens coming down. This is, I mean, this is pretty much a scientific expedition. They're down here. They, you know, they, they've got to mutilate, mutilate cattle. They, you know, they've got to probe somebody's butt. They've got to make all these funny symbols in the cart. I mean, they've they got a busy day. It's, it's, you know, it's not easy being an alien. I mean, there are there are these these uh, crackpots who've also claimed that they and this goes. I mean, it's not just America. We you know we had uh, well, I mean, you did have George Adamski, um, but you know back in the nineteen forties and fifties, we had our first share of people who claimed that you know they they'd spent the night whizzing off to Venus or Mars or That's some cool. other planet um, aboard these craft, and they they wrote books about it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, most famously was George Adamski, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, over here we had the Warminster uh, outbreak that took place in the what well, continued through the fifties and sixties. Did, didn't Tesla have a conversation with Martians? Uh, he did claim to, or it's uh-huh. been claimed. It's been claimed on his behalf that he he, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, they, they, um, yeah, for me, I think the fact that they throw them back is... is uh, I think you can read something into that. Yeah, that they're smarter than we are because the ones <laughs> they throw back weren't worth keeping. Yeah, Exactly. <clears throat> well, I can say I actually did talk to an alien. I, I, I talked to a Klingon, and, and the Klingon actually tried to teach me how to speak Klingon. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, you know... <clears throat> world is Klingon, right? You uh-huh. understand that, right? There is a, you know what? Okay, so here science is, fiction. There yeah. is an officially you, recognized language. And key. There is an officially recognized language of Klingon. Yes, there is. Yes, and I, in, the, in the science fiction world, yes. Well, I interviewed Michael Dorn, who plays Worf, <clears throat> back in the days when I was yes, doing sir. that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and so we we had you know we talked about the role we talked about everything, and I had found a book that taught you Klingon. Right. right. So as we were talking, he said, I, "I said, you know, I've got this book." I said, "What the heck? You can't. Nobody can speak Klingon. That's ridiculous." So he he coached me for about twenty minutes because. <laughs> He just thought it was pretty funny. It, it, mm. It's all kind of guttural sounds and clicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he did it so well. I, I mean, I, I was bowing to him for the for key being point able. there. He's an actor, right? Yes, and mm. that. So, but you know, you some people would say if they and had they met the actor mm-hmm. that they actually believed that he was Klingon. Well, I've met Zachary Quinto, and I didn't believe he was Spock. That's good for you. You know, that shows. Yeah. Some. Yeah. And, so, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is it, Steve, talk about, you know, aliens. And we've gone to UFO to aliens a little bit. But uh, aliens, it, there's a famous case in the UK about the uh, green twins or something. Uh, oh, God, yeah. That, that, that's you remember a, that? That's a very, very old case. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, what's that? that spoke- it's like medieval times, isn't it? Yep, they couldn't. They came out of the woods. They, right. they, were, they were bright they, green. They spoke a strange language. Language, yep. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that, that. was a way a ways back in the mists of time, long before the UFO flap. Um, you know, if we can find the bodies of those people and dig them up and do DNA testing now, 
we can solve a lot of problems. Listen, we're not even allowed to. We have this problem, you know, where archaeologists are not allowed to dig up things. Um, what? Well, not graveyards anyway, oh. uh, because there are several um, mysterious, enig- enigmatic individuals buried in our churchyards, like Robin Hood, for example. Um, ah, Robin Hood. Uh, you know, where, where he, and King Arthur. Um, yeah, most of our kings are buried under car parks, parking lots. <laughs> as well they should be. Poor guy. Yeah, well, actually, he's not the only one. We know. Well, that I know, but there's at so... least there's at least two others. Yeah. So, so uh, royalty is highly overrated. If that's where um, you end up. You no, know. it's just that we had plenty of them. Yes. Yeah, that's you know. Um, you know, we showed them due respect and due reverence um, as we treat you know due all our leaders. Uh, you know, we get bought. It, it, we, we're, we're a tolerant nation, but occasionally we lose it and we have to chop the head off one or two. Just, I to, mean, just to keep them up to snuff. We're able to do that. I mean, we just, we had... Yeah, you're uh, not. You're Americans. Yeah, we, we you know, we, we they just did the testing on um, the pirate uh, off the coast and the why not. Um, Blackbeard? What's his name? Blackbeard, yeah. And they found out that it wasn't Blackbeard, but that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right, so you know what? I have this this guy on my show and he's a he writes books about ufos his name is preston dennett he he's west coast and but you have he, a very he's liberal on, show you know that huh you have a very liberal show i do i do yeah, yeah. and and so um preston wrote a book which was really kind of interesting in a way um that and and i want you to throw your two cents in about this he says that there are a lot of bases underwater Ah, the underwater bases, yeah. Yeah, yeah you've they're heard li- of that. Yeah, sure, and, yeah, but but we know they're not aliens. We know they're Atlanteans, so that's not a problem. <laughs> I had another guest that talked about that. Um, yeah, uh, but but you know, some of these people kind of are credible in the sense that you don't question them completely. They give you food for thought. Maybe that's the best way of putting it. Maybe you should question. The, you, what, I think what you what you have to say is that if you were going if you were going to explore Earth if you'd arrived in your craft and you wanted to hide, um, we we are predominantly water, mm-hmm. um, and it's a very good place to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, so seriously, I, su- I suppose with, you could with you the know, number you, of submarines out there, military submarines that are out there, well, and the amount of any. <laughs> Will you what just the dream on, the... my friend? Well, hang on. Let, let's just put this into perspective. You have about 40. We have about eight. The Chinese have got about a dozen. The Russians mm. at any one time have got a lot of broken ones, yeah. but have got about sunken 20. Sunken there's, ones. there's not many other countries that have got more than a handful. So there's probably less than 150 of these things bobbing about, and they all go. They're not exploration craft. Their job is to go and hide, um, yes, and, not, the, and not. They have the most sophisticated listening uh, devices on them, and we don't even go into the the, uh, those the very testing sophistic- of the sonar and the well, and all the buoys we have, the weather buoys and the tide buoys, well, and a bunch of other surveillance well, crap we got all over this world. Funny you should talk about those very powerful, those very uh, advanced sensors that they have on submarines and on other naval craft, because there are several well-documented uh, 
um, events wherein anomalies have been reported and recorded mm. using these very high-tech sonar sensors and listening devices that they have attached to the bottom of the ocean and to the bottom of naval craft. Mm-hmm. And if people want to go and Google underwater anomalous sounds, you will hear, uh, there's one's called the burp, the blob. Oh, yes, uh, the burp, the blob. We got the hum. Don't forget that. Throw that mm-hmm. hum. Yes, yes, yes. And, yes. and science cannot explain them. You know, remember when I started this show and I told you about stuff that we haven't discovered yet? Hmm. Could fit right in. Things that, for natural phenomena that we have well, not. Like, like the Kraken. Uh, like. <laughs> well, oh, don't go so too far, but the Kraken may have existed. In fact, may still existed. You'll be, you'll be saying next that there are sea monsters off the New England shores. As we all know, there are <laughs> sea monsters on <laughs> Well documented cases. Especially. Oh, I uh, know. <laughs> oh, I know. I've the got killer the crustaceans. Yes. Oh, oh, don't be those There was a fantastic series of books uh, that I grew up as a child reading. Uh, the, we used to go on holiday in the t- uh, North Wales uh, to the seaside towns of Barmouth and Harlech. And I, I can't remember the name of the damn author now, but he did a series of books called The Crabs. Uh, and they were all based in these towns. And it was, a, it was basically... Uh, legion, legions of giant um, car-sized man-eating crabs that right. lived in the off the off the coast and would periodically come ashore and attack people and n- nibble them and take them away. Yeah, and why not? Why not? Um, and I mean, during World War II, we had food fighters, didn't we? Didn't we have food fighters? That were, we fought battles with unidentified craft that we could not explain. We didn't fight battles with the food fighters. Oh yes, we did. We fired on the damn things. Uh, fired on them is not a battle. Well, you call it a battle, maybe, in fact, in battle. Fact, they, they, maybe they, a one-way they, battle, but it's still a battle. They were very rarely fired upon because uh, a lot of the encounters, and these were predominantly American, although there were some Royal Air Force ones, and in fact, as, as the war ended, they discovered that the Germans had also, and the Japanese had also discovered right. these. Um, but neither side were ever particularly sure that it wasn't one of their own. Um, mm-hmm. And as these balls of light uh, would, would formate with the bomber formation or mm-hmm. uh, for the U.S. Army Air Forces or the Royal Air Force or the Luftwaffe, mm-hmm. uh, they, they they were sort of more perplexed by it. There were a few that took pot shots at them with the, the 50 cows or, yes, or whatever. Um, but the things never returned fire. And no, did not. They moved away to a, to a distance and then came back. Didn't and really they're well documented. You know, they, they existed. People have said that it was some form of St. Elmo's fire. Mm. But, of course, St. Elmo's fire doesn't dodge doesn't dodge 50 cal rounds. Yeah, uh, but if it's a disturbance on the, on the thing, like I said, going back to natural trauma, we don't know everything we, we think don't. we know. We absolutely don't, but mm-hmm. you're absolutely right in pointing out the exist uh, the many many reports of Foo Fighters, uh, and these were reported in the press at the time. Uh, there are you know newspaper press uh, and uh, uh, cuttings from 1944-45. They were very they were quite unknown early in the war. They tended to appear from 44, uh, late 43-44-45, and were still being observed during the Korean and even the Vietnam War. Um, yeah. So, yeah, whatever they were. Yeah. 
And of course, you know, there are incidences where uh, uh, US Air Force fighters or Royal Air Force fighters were scrambled and gave chase to these two unidentified flying mm-hmm. objects. And in yep. a case in the USA yeah, involving, uh, I think it was F-100 Super Sabres or it might have been F-86s, uh, the, the aircraft tried to engage with the UFO and the aircraft mm-hmm. itself uh, was basically fell to pieces in the sky mm-hmm. uh, with the loss of the pilot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a huge amount that we don't know. And to say that so, you, are you are you saying now that you, you believe that UFOs exist? Well, my but you are not, but you're not you're not uh, connecting them to aliens for any particular. No, my reason. honest opinion. Is, yes, that's what we want here. Because yeah, my now this is this is very different than ghosts, where I you know try to maintain a very open stance. But in terms of uh, UFOs. I firmly believe, I mean, obviously some of them are, are secret military projects. We know that because they've later been admitted to, mm-hmm. um, as in the case of the U-2 and the stealth Nighthawk. All right. uh, however, my personal belief is that I, I think that we are periodically uh, visited by intelligently piloted craft that are not um, of our species. Ooh. So now that's dealing that's with is, Now, what I've said is, I didn't say they're coming from another planet. No. Uh, but I do believe that there are intelligently piloted craft uh, whizzing around that aren't being piloted by the humans. Okay. Fair enough. I, like that. Mm-hmm. I believe in uh, UFOs. There are ob- objects out there or, or phenomena that we can't. Uh, understand, and that's as far as I'll go. I don't believe we're being visited by aliens, and that's my opinion. And that leaves one more person on the show. <laughs> no, I believe that uh, both of you this the same. Oh, no, go away! Don't be a talk show. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Wait, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I think that I don't see why not. Why they wouldn't come down from other planets to different species and stuff why wouldn't they i mean if we would if, technology is unbelievable to be well, able that's to that's what this. i'm saying they have i I, I i believe that if they are there they're probably a lot smarter they're maybe maybe i'm got star trek that's on why the brain. they crash all over the place because they're so much freaking smiling well, hang on whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa hang on a minute ron Whoa, 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 hold a minute. Wind the clock back 200 years. Look at the technology of 200 years ago. And then compare yes. it to... Look at, the, look at the history of man flight. I don't early, think still past 20 years alone how much we've early, progressed. Yeah, exactly. 1903-4, we couldn't fly. Yeah, exactly. 20 years later, we're, we're building aircraft that are approaching the sound barrier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, 40 years later, we're approaching aircraft, building aircraft that could approach... Talk about the sound light barrier. speed. Which how... Is, well... Yeah. Scientists have always. Which is not only a problem for, for uh, the material well, sci- crap, but also the human body as well. Well, according to NASA propulsion engineers, they're working on ion drive systems and others that are actually capable of approaching light speed. Mm-hmm. And even now, at light speed, what's the nearest inhabitable. Well, along, uh, well obviously a long way, but mm-hmm. isn't it interesting how many uh, physicists. Um, say that the technology to warp time, uh, space-time, 
and to shorten the dimensions is theoretically feasible. That's their job. They seriously theoretical physicists. Yeah, but it's not, their, job. it's not their job to put their professional uh, reputations on the line. That's that's right. Scientists do. don't tend to. Anyways, we were listening to Mala before you jumped in and started. No, no, no. I mean, I, I believe that if there is space travel and you're saying, you know, so far away and everything, I kind of sort of buy into because of we don't know where technology is going, but it's going. You know, I mean, when I was in school and you guys were in school, remember when the, the hand calculator came out? That was like magic. Yeah, it's expensive as hell. When I was was 12 or 13, my dad brought one home, uh, a Texas Instruments thing. It cost hundreds and hundreds of pounds. It was given to him by his employer. And this thing, it could only do the the four basic, you know, addition, Uh multiplication, subtraction. (laughs) And this thing was like witchcraft. Yes, see? And that wasn't that long ago. I mean, you know, we're not 20 years old, but it wasn't 100 years ago. I mean, technology goes in such a, a fast pace now that it's feasible to go to other planets eventually. It's feasible that if somebody's coming here and they're so many light years away and, you know, it would take them 30, 40, 50 years to get here, why couldn't they put people in suspended states, you know, kind of thing? Yeah, we did it to Ted Williamson's head. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, I believe that there's a possibility. That's all. I mean, I, I try to keep an open mind. The, the well, people I don't that think I've... you have to be that far ahead of us, technologically, to achieve a lot more. True. You know, yeah. we're talking possibly uh, two hundred years from now. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know what the what you know what what we we know what the technology will will advance to. But if you look at how technology does advance, it doesn't progress steadily, slowly, logically. It jumps. So you have man flight. 1903 you have supersonic flight you know a huge leap forward in aircraft technology which suddenly takes place yeah, thanks you have, to the war you have space flight in in the in the 60s thanks to the war Just <laughs> going yeah I've got it you're absolutely right I mean most of our major um, achievements technology have come about through conflict and the need right. to blow each other to smithereens it. we got to kill each other first yeah it's really but, important I've got a question from chat if we've got like 30 seconds of course we do because i have no clue what he means um but he says how do our hosts feel about estivation i don't know what estivation is i had that but they have some uh cream now you can use for it ah that was not right <laughs> i have no clothes what, what is ask him to to, to to tell us what estivation uh, is mj so. yeah what is estivation because yes please we don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, I do. You do? Wait a minute. Why did you sit there quietly? Then? Yeah, come on. Spill it. Nobody asked me. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah. Now we got two minutes. What is estimation? Come on. Um. Wait a minute. That's thirty seconds. Talk. I'm just. I'm just trying to. It's all to do with animals and zoology and um, estimate. It's the arrangement of things within. Um, yeah. It's yeah. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to put it into the. That's what he's doing. No, he's not. Um, it relate. It relates. To, it, it relates to how how things animally and things, oh he uh, says wait a minute he says deep sleep an interesting article from the bbc about the aliens being in deep slumber oh. hey so close steve you were just well, estivation estivation relates to 
the, the state of. Uh, 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 yeah. So how do you feel about it? Keep mumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Suspended animation. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. So well, we do that. We do that now in medical cases, don't we? We can. Yes. For for example, if people are suffering from a traumatic brain injury or a cardiac injury, just comments. They use induced comas and also they use um, cry, uh, forms of uh, low-grade low cryogenics, I suppose, because they, th- they basically freeze the body to slow down the body responses. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, order to... No, that's that's the because there are many cases where... where yeah. So that's the first step. So yeah. there's, there's your first step. So, and we've, and it, done it with, we've done it with critters. Yeah, we got to go. So as a kid, I used to freeze butterflies, and then I know you did. Freeze it for a few weeks. Yeah. So, anyway, so we want to thank everybody for listening, and remember the opinions expressed by this is not necessarily that of Ghost Chronicles, Tojinet, or Parrax Radio, but just the crazy hosts who will be. <laughs> so, Bala, thank you for joining us again, and we'll see you Thanks. next month for another exciting episode of whatever this is going to be. Yes. Beyond the grave. Wait a minute. There you go. There's, there's something outside my window. Oh my god. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> oh look, they brought him back. Uh oh, they didn't want him to kick him out. He's a, he's a throwback. There you go. <laughs> I've been dying to use this thing since I found it. <laughs> yeah, you see, there you go. Proved it. Ron's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it's got a a, a <laughs> machine gun to it. Don't get the grenade like that. That's the end of the show. Good night. God bless. You wouldn't wouldn't want to keep him, would you? (laughs) (laughs) From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.